0: Hallelujah. Thank God for that today. I appreciate the Word of God tonight. John chapter 21. I appreciate your pastor. He came up and preached in our Jubilee meeting a couple, I guess a couple of weeks ago now on Friday morning. Did a tremendous job and uh, what a blessing uh, the message was that morning. So many people were helped and touched and i just trust that i don't mess up tonight (laughs) praise the lord Uh, i am uh, just a mountain preacher just a country preacher matter of fact the church i pastor brother gravely of course has been there uh, sits right next to the creek we walk straight out of the church to the creek and baptize we've got a built we got a baptistry that runs 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year but it ain't never been heated one time and, uh, and uh, anyway, matter of fact, we just baptized a boy out there two Sundays ago. And uh, I thought I was going to lose my assistant pastor in the process, praise the Lord. Anyway, it's a joy to be here. John chapter 21. And I want to start reading in verse number 1. And I hope the Lord will bless us tonight. Uh, verse number 1 of John chapter number 21. The Bible says this. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a-fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith, unto Peter, it is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he gird his fishers coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits dragging the net with fishes. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. And Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes and a hundred and fifty-three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise this is now the third time that jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead father we thank you for the reading of your word tonight and i pray that you would enable me for just a few moments, Lord, in this place. Lord, we thank you for this week of thanksgiving that we, uh, Lord, we remember and we think about the things you've blessed us with. I thank you for the good choir singing tonight. Thank you for the good testimonies tonight. Now, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to receive something from your word tonight. Lord, if, if that doesn't happen, all is in vain tonight. But, Lord, I thank you that you've allowed us to be here. And I pray, God, you'd touch Some heart in a special way. And Father, give us of your good spirit, I pray. And Lord, we'll give you praise for all you do, for it's in the name of Jesus we pray and we ask it. Amen and amen. We find the scene here the disciples. This is Jesus is now showing himself for the third time since he is raised from the dead. And the Bible said that Peter got the idea he was going to go back a fishing. Now I, I, a lot of people could speculate why Peter decided to do that and, and I don't know for sure. I, I do know this. There's probably a lot of doubts in their mind a lot of things. They didn't understand what all had happened. They had been through a whole lot. And here Peter is he says I believe I'll go a fishing and the other said well I believe we'll go with you. And the Bible said that they got in a ship that night and they went out and they fished all all night long and they hadn't caught anything here they are in the boat and there's not anything in the ship what they're looking for I see so many churches today that they're looking for something but when you look around the boat if you take inventory around the boat they ain't got much of what they're looking for and here they are they've been out there fishing all night and morning has now come and Jesus is on the shore now they do not know it is Jesus at this point and all of a sudden they hear a voice call out over the water. Children, do you have any meat? And the Bible said they answered with just one word, no. And then all of a sudden Jesus said, well I'll tell you what, do cast your net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. Now I can imagine, here's some men that know about fishing. They, they know full well what they're doing. They've been fishing all night and they've been casting their net and, and they hadn't caught anything. Do you realize the hardest thing you'll ever do is to keep doing that that has been fruitless and God asks you to do it again? Some of you, you get up, you teach that Sunday school class. Don't seem like nothing's happening. And it'll go weeks after week after week and nothing happening. And God says, won't you just go ahead and do it again? and the next thing you know then there'll be a, a, a draft of fishes there'll be some fruit that will come out of that that you've been so weary in doing and not getting anything out of it you'll, you'll get what God wants you but here they are the Bible said when they cast the net on the right side of the ship they got so many, they got 153 fish great fishes is what the Bible says and all of a sudden here's where I, I see this the Bible said that disciple whom Jesus loved John of course speaking of himself and he he looked at Peter and said Peter it's the Lord And, and now there's two crowds in the church still today there's those two crowds there's one crowd that when the Lord shows up they know it's him and the other crowd you have to tell them it's him Amen. I want to be in the crowd. Nobody don't have to tell me it's the Lord showing up. Amen. But Peter, when he found out it was the Lord, the Bible said he gird his fishers coat. Of course, he's anxious to see the master. And the Bible said he jumps out of the boat and he swims to shore. And here's where I really want to get to. When he gets to shore, he finds something there. The Bible said that Jesus, when he came to shore, Jesus said, Peter, bring of the fish you've now caught. And the Bible said he looked and there was fish on the coals and bread, there is a meal that has been prepared on the shore. As far as I can tell, and I may be wrong on this, and if I am, if you can tell me, I'd I, I appreciate you doing that. But as far as I can tell, in my and what I know about the Word of God, and, I, and I'm limited, but this may be the only meal that we have record of that Jesus cooked. Now, he did take a little boy's loaves and fishes and break them, but he didn't cook that. He did turn water into wine, but this may be the only recorded meal that Jesus himself prepared, and it was after his resurrection. And the Bible said Jesus looked at Peter and said, Peter, come and dine. In other words, Peter... Pull up to the table. I've got something. I've got something. I've got a meal prepared for you. And it's going to be a blessing to you. I don't know about you, but we're living in a world that's hungry for something. I I do a lot of traveling. I preach a lot of meetings. And I preach a a lot of times when you travel. And I know your pastor preaches a lot out. And a lot of times I'm driving back late at night. And it's hard to find something to eat when you're on the road. And boy, I tell you what, the event there's a reason some of those men of God, like Brother Mays and Brother Billy Kelly, were large men, because you don't have the healthiest of lifestyles when you stay on the road. You eat a lot of gas station food late at night, and you're you're trying to find some place you can just get a hot meal if you. And you certainly don't eat chili after you've preached at night and try to go home and go to sleep. If I ate chili that late, preacher, I'd wake up at two o'clock in the morning talking in tongues. Praise God. And I don't want to do that at all. Praise God. Can I say to you? But anyway, I thought about uh, when I'm trying to find something to eat, there's a restaurant that I love. It's a, it's a no frills place. And matter of fact, it's open 20 4 hours a day 365 days a year i mean it it is open all the time and it's a place called waffle house i mean y'all know what well, i saw one coming down through here and the thing about it is see Don't matter where you're at Don't matter how late it is You can always find something there At the Waffle House To cure what you need. needing I mean you find something to help you With your troubles I got to thinking about that And I, I said here the Lord has prepared a meal And there were some things That was found at the table That the Lord had When they got to shore And the Lord I began to think about that I'm preaching On this subject tonight On a Waffle House church I'd like to have one like that I did a little study about Waffle House I did not know this But it started in North Georgia here The men that started the Waffle House they Back in the 40s, I believe it was, or maybe 50s, they decided they wanted to have a, a no-frills restaurant where you could come in with a good atmosphere, sit down, get a hot meal, and it would be uh, not, not expensive. And they started it. Matter of fact, there's even urban legends about the Waffle House. Uh, there's an urban legend that Waffle Houses don't have any locks on the doors. Well, why would you really need one if you're open 365 days a year, 24 hours a day? Amen. But I got to thinking about that. as Here Peter is and he's there and Jesus has got a meal on the table. and He says, come and dine. I got to thinking about that. The first thing Peter found when he got to the shore, he found a welcome to the table. Yes. Do you realize it's a company policy of Waffle House that when you walk through the door, I knew this happened every time I went there, but I didn't know it was a company policy soon as you walk through the door, no matter how busy they are, no matter how much activity is going on, they'll, if you catch their eye, somebody will holler, welcome to Waffle House. Y'all ever had that happen to you at Waffle House? They'll always say, welcome to Waffle House. I thought, boy, wouldn't it be great if we had churches like that that when a lost world came through the doors that they'd feel a welcome at the house of God that they wouldn't feel like they're an outsider that they wouldn't feel like uh, that they're intruding on our religious party but when they came through the door they'd say you know what I believe they want me there I believe, they, I believe they want to welcome me there hallelujah to his name there's ever been a day we ought to have a warm welcome at the house of God it's in the day that we live. Amen. I was sitting there at that night I, at Waffle House. One night I was in a meeting and I was sitting there at the Waffle House and I got a moment of inspiration there. I'm sitting there and I'm eating. I'm in the booth. I've still got my suit and tie on from where I preached. And I got to looking at the clientele that was in there. And I'm among them. And I said now I can tell some of these fellas is locals. You can tell they're they're regulars. But you know what? They're watching the cook, cook. Do you realize that's one of the few restaurants you can watch them cook your meal? Oh, I know them expensive Japanese restaurants. Do, you do that, but you pay a whole lot more there. But you watch everything they do it. I was sitting there and I said, over here sits an African-American man. There's a man who looks like he's maybe of an Asian descent. Over here sits an old boy that's got tattoos on him. Oh, here's an old boy, and he's got piercings all over him. And I said, And here sits a fella in a suit and tie, but we all got a place at the table That's right. at the Waffle House. Yeah. I said, Matter of fact, they don't judge you at Waffle House. It yeah. hey, wasn't nobody sitting there thinking, oh, Don't you look at that fella in that suit and tie? He thinks he's better than us. Yeah. And by the same token, I wasn't sitting in there thinking, oh, Don't you look at that outfit, them tattoos on him right there. I wasn't thinking I was better than him because I know but apart from the grace of God, I could be in worse shape than that, amen. But I got to thinking about it, I said, you what? At Waffle House, ties and tattoos both are welcome. Let me tell you something right now. If you're gonna get sinners saved in these days, you better be, You better welcome them with a tattoo on because everybody got them in these days. I mean it, this culture today Has marked their bodies They have scarred themselves with sin But the fact of the matter is I, I, I don't know about you Jesus died for the tattooed Jesus died for those Down in sin Jesus died for those down in the muck And the mire uh, My sins may not have been as visible On the surface as some in this culture is But I'm glad the same blood That saved me I'm glad the same Savior that died on the cross of Calvary I'm glad it can still save anyone in this day hallelujah to his name I was at a I had to go to a graveside service this man I knew had died and he was kind of middle aged and I knew he he hung around with a, a fairly rough crowd and I knew some of the family but I, I went and they were up in, the, up in the field at the graveyard and when I got there I knew I probably wouldn't know a lot of people I got out of the car of course I'm dressed in my suit and tie and I was one of the few there that looked like I was going to a funeral. I walked up there and I was waiting on the hearse to get there. And and uh, I wasn't doing the service. I was just there as a friend. And as I walked up there in the field, there were some people standing there talking. There was a young man standing there. And as I walked up, he called me by my name. And I looked at him and I didn't recognize him. I, he said, you don't know me, do you? I said, no, I, you'll have to refresh my mind. I said, who, who are you? And he called his name, and I hadn't seen this man since he was probably six years old, and he was now 30 years old. I hadn't seen him since he was six. I didn't know what his life had become, but when I looked at him, I could see the visible scars of sin on his life, and I could see a hollowness in his eyes. I said, man, I didn't recognize you. I said, I've not seen you since you were a kid. I said, you live in here now? He said, yeah, he said, Yeah, I am. He said, I'm trying to get my life together. He said, I just got out of prison. He said, I've been two and a half years in prison for drugs. And he said, I'm just trying to get my life straightened out. I said, Man, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I, I'm sorry to hear that you've been in prison. I said, I said, I said, well, I'll tell you, why don't you come over to the church? I said, why don't you come over to the church with us? You know where the church is at. Why don't you, trying to get your life straightened out. I said, why don't you come on over to the church? You know what the first thing he said, and he, he, he wasn't, he, said, he looked at me and he said, oh preacher, he said, I've got these tattoos on me. He said, I've got these tattoos on me preacher. I looked at him and, with tears in my eyes and I hugged his neck and I said, son, you come on over to the church, we ain't like that. I said, matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you about a man who will save you, and one day he'll give you a new body. Amen. Amen he already in his mind he put up a wall the enemy put up a wall Well, they they won't accept me if I come to the church house the one place that somebody sick needs to go is the hospital praise God if you're sin sick tonight there's a place hallelujah where the flow of Calvary can still wash every sin stain Amen. amen I've got a preacher friend of mine he's a young preacher from over in the North Carolina area and I saw him the other day. He wrote a thing that 11 years ago, God saved him. He was a drug addict. He was on meth. He was in the heavy metal music. His favorite musical artist was Marilyn Manson. And somebody invited him to a Baptist church over in the country. And he went one night to revival and God saved him that night. Got tattoos on his arms, but God saved him that night. Began to do a work in his life. Called him to preach. Now he's been pastor in their church seven years over there. Got the prettiest little family you've ever seen in your life. Has to wear long sleeves to cover up them tattoos. But I'm glad there's a God that can still reach down and save. Oh, sinners, hallelujah. amen. I've had some scars, most of mine you couldn't see them though, praise God But thank God for the blood of Calvary Thank God for a savior that still saves Hallelujah to his name Jesus said, Peter, welcome, come and dine I got, I got a meal for you here, I got news for you There's hungry people all over this area And all they're looking for is somebody say Won't you come on down and be with us Won't you come on to the house of God? Why don't you let me pick you up, bring you to the house of God? Why don't you let me pick them youngins up on the bus and bring them to the house of God? I got news for you. We need a welcome today. Peter, he found a welcome at the table. You'll find a welcome at Waffle House. Tell you what else you'll find there. Peter found some warmth. When he got to the shore, he'd been out there all night, cold in the boat, ain't nothing in the boat, empty. All of a sudden when it gets to shore There is a fire That has been built Now wonder who built the fire I'd say the same one that cooked the meal Now I have built a few fires in my time Matter of fact we're good at building fires in our churches Man made fires You can build them And you can, they'll blaze for a while Boy, everybody just oozing and at what a fire we've built. But the only problem with a man-made fire is it takes a whole lot of work to keep it going. But if God kindles a fire, you won't have to wear yourself out trying to keep it going. God will keep the fire burning, amen. They found warmth there at the table. You know you find warmth at the Waffle House. Them waitresses tickled me to death there. They'll come up to the table and they'll say, Hey, hon, what you going to have tonight to drink? Hey, sugar, you you decide what you going to eat tonight? Terms of affection. I was at one, I was coming back from Churchill, Tennessee one night sitting there at the table. This old gal walked up and said, Hey, baby, what you going to have tonight? I said, Great, day in the morning. It's been a long time since anybody called me baby. I went home told my wife, I said, you're to have to step up your game. They're showing me love at the Waffle House. I mean, warmth there. Terms of affection. Amen. I'm talking about, wouldn't it be great if when sinners walk through the doors, they felt loved when they come to the house of God. I sat with an old boy yesterday. He Came to our church about a month ago and the reason he came to our church this man, he's 36 years old. He had bottomed out in life. Had lost everything. Lost his family. Lost everything. He'd been in, they'd placed him in a mental health hospital three times in the same year because of his problems. And the only reason he's at my church, there's a family. He was a distant cousin to one of our men and he went to them and asked them, said, I, I don't have anywhere to go. Would you let me stay with you for a little while till I can get back on my feet? And they said, we will. They said, but this is a stipulation. If you stay with us, you've got to go to church with us every service. He said, I ain't got nowhere else to go. So I seen him, he come in, pierced up, looked like he'd stuck his face in a tackle box. But I seen God start working on the old boy. Service after service. And about three, four weeks ago, he's the one we baptized in the creek I was telling you about. I seen God get a hold of him and I seen him come to the altar weeping and some of them got down, my son-in-law got down with him and prayed with him and he got saved. He didn't know anything about church. He'd never been around church. He didn't know. You see, Waffle House has got their own language. So does the church. Do you realize when lost people come in our churches these days, they have no clue half of the stuff we're talking about. They don't know our language. They don't understand what we're saying. Waffle House is a lot like that. They got their own language. When you order them hash browns, they'll say, they'll holler back to the cook, I need one scattered, chunked, covered, and smothered. What in the world does that mean? I mean, I don't know what that means. So I felt like them folks when they come to church, they don't know what we're talking about. I got to think about that though. I said, preacher, I said, there was a day when my life was a scattered mess. But I chumped my pride. Jesus covered me with his blood. And he's been smothering me with his grace ever since. Hallelujah to his name but I'm glad somebody loved me at the house of God. Amen. That's right, Ain't a lot we can give folks, but we can give them love and mean it. That old boy sat in my study. He said, Preacher, I just need to talk to you. And he got to telling me his life story. And this is what he said. He sat there with tears in his eyes. He said, Preacher, I just feel alone in the world. I looked at him and I said, Son, You've been through a lot in your life. And you may feel alone. But I said, we'll be your family now. I said, these people that hear you don't know most of them. But I said, they love you. And I said, you're not alone because you got a family now called God's family. And I said, you'll have friends now that you didn't know you had because you've come to know Christ as your Savior. He said, Preacher, I want, to, I want to start getting some of this stuff out of my... I said, yeah, you ought to. I said, ain't no employer in their right mind going to hire a feller that looks like you look. Amen. 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 But you see, somebody needs to show people love in these days. I thought about Peter coming to the shore. And Jesus, he's, there's warmth there. There's a fire. He's, Jesus said, come on up here, Peter. Warm yourself. If there's one place on this planet that ought to be warm, it ought to be the house of God. Do you realize what a cold world it is out there? It's a dog-eat-dog world. People ain't expecting people to be kind to them in this world. And when they walk through the doors and somebody they don't even know says, boy, so I'm glad you're here. Would you come sit with me? They don't know how to handle it. Because they're not used to it. If we're going to reach sinners, we're going to have to show the love of Christ to them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah to his name. There's the warmth found at the table of the Lord. There's the warmth found. Uh, Honey, sugar, baby. I'm talking about praise God. I mean, that'll, that'll boost your ego. Amen. Those terms of affection. Amen. Love. Then I thought about this. Not only is there the warmth found there when Jesus called Peter to the shore not only did he find the, well, the warmth and a welcome but he found a wonder there. You know what he found when he got to shore? The thing he'd been searching all night for and didn't have none of it. There it was prepared for it. In other words what you're hungry for You'll find it at the table. That's one thing I love about Waffle House. I'm a breakfast guy. I love breakfast. I can eat it any time of the day. But you can't just walk in a restaurant anywhere and find breakfast at night. But you can at Waffle House. But you know what? If you're not inclined for breakfast and you want a hamburger, you can get a hamburger. If you want a steak, you can get a steak. If you want a bowl of chili late at night, and how many don't want that, praise God? Amen. Praise God. Amen. I hope you do have some thumbs, preacher. Amen. You can get whatever you're hungry for at the table. Can I say to you, I don't know what your need is tonight. All of you may not have the same need. But I promise you this, when you pull up to the Lord's table, every need is supplied. This is what I like about this. For years, this is the way we've approached the lost world. Come and we'll give you what we've got that you need. And that's great that we want them to get what we have. But here's where we've been missing the boat. Jesus looked at Peter and said, bring of the fish that you've now caught. Jesus is saying, Peter, you've got something to bring to the table too. Can I say to you, sometimes we look at them scarred people walking through the doors and we think, Oh, it's a one way deal We're just going to do for them We're going to help them And what we don't realize God may They may have gifts and talents That if they're born again And they're saved They'll be a blessed. They'll bring something to the table They'll be a part of a church They'll be a part of a congregation That'll be a great blessing in the community Amen the, Everybody has value Everybody has worth In the eyes of an almighty God And We've missed the boat man wonder how many good choir musicians we've missed because we looked at some old boy. Ah, he plays them honky-tonks. Well, if he got saved, he probably wouldn't. He'd probably play with the choir. That's right. I've got a boy who plays guitar with our choir right now. For the last 23 years, he has played with the Dyson Grove Baptist Church Choir. But before that, he played on Saturday night in the bars. My old daddy got a burden for him to see him saved. And my old daddy talked him into coming to church. My daddy pastored the church before I did. He got him to come into church and he got saved. And ever since I've been there, that old boy's been there faithful in his spot, writing gospel songs, playing that guitar. Used to do it in the honky tonk. Used to do it in the bar. But you see, God said, you got something you can bring to the table too. Hallelujah. Just come on and let God help you. Amen. I don't know what... I don't know what. you know somebody right now. Have you ever seen somebody had gifts and talents, and you said, "Man, that's a waste. They're wasting their gift, they're wasting their talent, they're wasting everything. They wouldn't if God had saved them. Right. Oh, Brother Lance Carpenter, yes, sir. my buddy, what a songwriter he was. But Brother Lance wasn't always writing gospel songs. He's in heaven tonight. But Brother Lance would tell you, if he was here tonight, he would say, I didn't always use my gift for the right purpose. But ever since he got saved, he did. And God used him to bless multitudes. I never dreamed when I started out, didn't think I had any gifts or talents. I still ain't got many. Never thought about being a songwriter. We just started singing a little bit. I wrote a song 28 years ago. One of the first songs I ever wrote. I wasn't pastor at that time Matter of fact, I hadn't even surrendered a call to preach But God was dealing with me And I was working in the supermarket Worked 17 years for the Harris Teeter supermarket chain And uh, I was stocking groceries that day So discouraged, I couldn't hardly hold my head up I was doing my best to serve the Lord But the devil was reminding me of stuff in my past That I couldn't, I I just couldn't shake it The old devil, the accuser of the brethren Is always there And and, and that day, the old enemy said, you ought to be ashamed of some of the stuff in your life. I said, yeah, you're right, I am, devil. But that day, I said, but I'm not ashamed to stand and say that I love Jesus. And that phrase hit my mind, and all of a sudden, I grabbed a piece of cardboard that I was working there. I was on the dog food aisle. Stocking grocers in the dog food aisle. And I started writing some words down. I'm not ashamed to stand and say that I love Jesus. I'm not ashamed to say I'm trusting in his word. I'm not ashamed in lifting high that bloodstained banner. Because I'm saved. I'm not ashamed. Amen. I went home that day, I told my wife, I said, I think I've wrote a song, let's see if we can put some music to it. We started singing that little thing everywhere we'd sing it. It blessed people. Back in 2006, Brother Joe Arthur, a preacher friend of ours, he heard us sing that. He, he requested we sing it in a meeting he was in. He said, if you ever give that song to anybody, I said, I ain't never tried to. He said, boy, I've been doing some work with the inspirations. He said, I could hear them boys singing that. I said, you care if I pitch it to them? I said, wouldn't care a bit. Didn't think they'd be interested. Next thing I knew, Brother Archie Watkins called me and said, Preacher, we'd like to record your song if you don't care. I said, care. I'd be honored if you would. Them boys recorded that thing, and they sent it out nationwide. And it ended up being a top 10 song in southern gospel music in the year 2006. And it was wrote on the dog food aisle. Honestly, you can't make this stuff up. They did, they, every year they do the top 10 songs and then Singing News Magazine, they'll interview the writers and they call me on the phone. They said, we need to interview. I, Tell us how you wrote this song. Tell, and here I was in the article with Gerald Crabb and Kyla Rowland and Rodney Griffith and all these great songwriters. And here's some guy named Leonard Fletcher nobody ain't never heard of. And I said, well, my story goes like this. I was on the dog food aisle and I was so discouraged <laughs> I couldn't hold my head up. I didn't even know I had a gift. I didn't even know I had a talent. I was just writing what was in my heart that day. But boy, I'm telling you one thing right now. God said, boy, you've got something you can bring to the table. I don't care what the devil says to you. I don't care how much the devil reminds you of stuff that's long been forgiven. I'm glad there's a God. Hallelujah. He'll let us bring something to the table. Amen. And it started me on a journey. I didn't even, it just kind of fell to me. And God's blessed it. Can I say you find at the table, praise God, you find a wonder that when you get to the table, God lets you get in on it. Jesus said, here's some fish and bread, but bring them fish you've got now. We're going to have a feast. Can I say to you, there's the wonder. And then last of all, this is the word that you find at the table. Bible said when Peter got to where Jesus was at, Jesus took fish and bread and gave it to him And then Jesus said Peter come here i gonna talk to you He pulled him off to the side Talked to him privately I like it when the Lord You come to the house of God And nobody else in the building May not get nothing that night But God will come over to your pew And say hey This one we will talk to you about He said Peter Do you love me? See the last time, last fire that Peter's been warming at Has been the fire of betrayal Amen. And now here he is Jesus has done resurrected And he's at the shore And he's eating hot bread and fish And Jesus says Peter do you love me? Peter says you know I love you Lord He said feed my lambs Jesus said Peter do you love me? He said Lord you know I love you I said feed my sheep You see, at the table, you'll find out after you get there that there's an area of service that God has for every one of us. I've never worked at Waffle House. So I've not served at the Waffle House. But I'm glad that if you'll come to God's house, He'll bring you to the table. And He'll let you serve. I've got some old boys at the church. Don't matter what you ask them to do, they'll do it. They don't ever need to see the platform. They don't need a pat on the back. Matter of fact, they'll just soon do it in obscurity and let God get the glory for it. And ain't that amazing how God will do that. Can I say to you, praise God, God may have something he wants you to do. I was at the Waffle House here a while back and I had just preached this message at my church and them kids was in there working and I was watching them and the restaurant emptied out and I was the only one left in there that night and I got to talking to them I started witnessing to them I said, y'all, y'all know the Lord? I said, y'all saved? A couple of them said, yeah, yeah one, you know, was kind of iffy I said, uh Y'all want to know, I'm a preacher. I said, I'm a preacher from the hills of Tennessee. And I said, I'm here preaching a meeting this week. I said, y'all want to know what I preached on Sunday? They looked at me kind of funny. Like, well, you're probably going to tell us. I said, yeah, I am. I said, I preached a message called a Waffle House Church. Their eyes got real big. I said, this is my points. I'm going to give you my points real quick. I said, there's always a welcome At Waffle House I said y'all holler every time I walk through Welcome to Waffle House I said we need a welcome at God's house I said there's warmth there I said y'all call me sugar Honey, baby, sweetie I mean all kinds Of terms of endearment You find them at Waffle House Amen I said And the wonder of it is I can get everything I want Matter of fact I get that there that big, that with the eggs and the bacon and the hash browns and the waffle and all of that in all of its glory. <laughs> and that coffee so hot. I said, hallelujah. Amen. And I said, would y'all do me a favor? They said, what's that? I said, I got my cell phone out. I said, I have never taken a selfie in my life. I said, this is the generation everybody's taking selfies. <laughs> But I said, I would like to get a selfie with you all. And I'd like to, I want to post it so that people in my church can see this. And here I am fumbling around. I am, I'm a dinosaur. I don't know how to work these iPhones. Why do they give smartphones to dumb people? I don't know. But I, I, I can't work it I can't do it and I'm, I'm fumbling around finding the little old girl she said here give that to me preacher and so she, she got it she held it up and here I am with these kids around me and we're smiling and mugging at the Waffle House and I posted that and you wouldn't but as folks in my church it's a thrill to death to see that picture of me and I said you know what? what we ought to be everywhere we go we ought to take the message of Jesus Christ we ought to witness to a lost and dying world I don't know about you, but I'm glad that everything you need is found at the table. I'm glad there's warmth there. There's a welcome there. And there's a wonder that every need you have can be met. Hallelujah to his name. Father, I thank you for what you've done for us tonight. I pray that you'd take the message, use it to speak to hearts tonight. Lord, there may be lost people come to somebody's mind tonight. Maybe some old boy that's out there and he feels like he's been forsaken and forgotten. God, there may be somebody here that has favor. Lord, I pray that you'd bring those folks in. Lord, that you desire to save. Lord, that they might be a part of this body. Lord, that they might bring the gifts and talents you've given them. Lord, that they might use them for your honor and glory and bring them into an area of service, Lord, in their own life. And Father, bless this work. Bless this pastor, I pray. Bless this congregation, Lord. I thank you for this great church. Thank you for this great preacher. Lord, continue to use them in a great way. Lord, we'll give you praise for what you do in Jesus' name. Let's stand, preacher. You come tonight.